Hi, boo. Welcome to the Black and Classic Podcast, where our goal is to encourage and uplift Black women in a real and raw way. So, as usual, grab a cold glass of tequila with lemonade and enjoy the episode. Oh, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Black and Classic Pod. Now enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is Saturday, and we are here to do another episode now, this episode um, is kind of inspired by my last episode. So if you haven't heard that episode, I would say go back, listen to that episode right now, and then jump back into this one. Because the last episode, we discussed the point of view of Kevin Samuels, and we kind of just touched on, you know, um, things that I agree with, things that I disagree with, you know, how it relates to the message of Black and Classic podcasts and we just kind of went on different tangents and things like that, but it definitely kind of sparked an idea in my mind, <clears throat> excuse me, as well as something that I heard um, T.S. Madison say on her um, morning show. So the first thing I wanted to do was kind of jump in with some questions. So the first question that I wrote down was... Um, what was your first impression of a Black woman? And then how long did that impression last on you? Now, the reason why I wanted to kind of start there is because on T.S. Madison's morning show, she was talking about um, an interview that Jocelyn Hernandez had with Wendy Williams. Now, I hadn't seen the interview, but she like put up little clips and she kind of, you know, just said or paraphrased what had happened. And then someone made a comment and said, well, Jocelyn Hernandez wasn't wrong because Wendy likes to perpetrate negative imagery of Black women and Black people, yada, yada, yada. And so Wendy, I mean, not Wendy, sorry, T.S. Madison, um, literally hit the nail on the head. She was like, she can't do what you guys tune into. Like she can't perpetrate a bad image that you guys tune into. So she brought up um, Real Housewives of Atlanta and she just said that Real Housewives of Atlanta, I believe she said had been on for 14 years or 14 seasons, something like that. So technically like 14 years. And she said, you guys tune in every year, year after year, season after season, just to see different women brought onto the show to say this person doesn't like this person, that person doesn't like that person, this person is throwing a drink at that person, this person's fighting that person, and you tune in every year for the drama. And I was like, that literally could shut down anybody that has a comment about you know, oh, the negative images that people have of Black women, but then they tune into all of the foolery on, you know, television, on social media, things like that, right? So that's why I wanted to start with the question of what was your first impression of a Black woman and how long did that impression last on you? Simply because I feel like if you're in my age group, I'm going to say roughly maybe 24, 23 to 29, 30, around that group, basically like late 90s, um, you definitely had the quote unquote positive role model. But I think now, as far as I would say from like 
hmm, maybe like 2001 and on, that imagery, that impression has shifted and it has changed to whereas now where you may have had a, you know, Claire Huxtable or you may have had, you know, a different world or living single or girlfriend, something like that, where you had that kind of like, even though it was, there was drama in, in a sense on the show, there still was a positive element to it. You know what I mean? And that that is lost on us now. We're now in a day and age where the more drama, the better, the more salacious, the better, the uglier, the better. Like we want it to just be a drag out drama scene instead of it being something really positive and uplifting. And I think, you know, when we watch these shows, you have to think back to a time where there used to be the big mama, the quote unquote, you know, older, wiser, um, grandmother figure, or grandmother role in a lot of people's lives. And that person, you know, they imparted important values and lessons onto the younger generation. That role has died out essentially. You know what I mean? Now the old women behave like the young ones. So you may have a woman who is in her early 60s, mid 60s, and she's behaving like a 30-year-old. Sometimes these women are in their 40s and their 50s. And it's just like, this is what the children are seeing? Like, this is what the younger generation are seeing. So if you're like just turning 21, that means you're born in 2000. If you're going to be turning 22, if you're 18, 19, you turn on your TV and you see, you know, so-and-so's mother on TV fighting with someone else and throwing drinks. And it's just, it's chaotic. And the craziest thing is that, you know, we have to like examine the past to be able to rewrite and restructure our future. We And we also have to be honest about our present. I feel like a lot of people dislike and disagree with Kevin Samuels. And of course that's okay. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. That's his opinion. And you can have yours and both can coexist without, you know, one being, you know, absolutely right and absolutely wrong. They both can coexist. But the thing is, is that we have to acknowledge that there is some denial on our part. You know what I mean? Like when you disagree and dislike what Kevin says, sometimes you are in denial about where we currently are as a community. You know what I mean? As Black women. Now, of course, this isn't to say that this means 100% of Black women behave in such a way. That's not the case. I think that's what Kevin says a lot is that he kind of groups it all like 100% of Black women act this way. And I don't think that's the case, but I do believe that there is a large majority that does, right? If we're talking about breaking down the pie, I do believe there's a large majority that does. And the thing is, is that, you know, if we just say, well, 100% of us don't act that way and we kind of, hmm, what's the word I want to use? We ignore or we dress up, you know what I mean? the bad parts and just be like, it ain't broke, it ain't falling apart. So, you know, we can dress it up to make it look good. And it's like, uh, no, we should address that and we should get that fixed. For example, 
let's say it was a super, super duper, the, the nicest car you could think of, whatever car that is, just think of that super nice car. And you looking at it, like you see it on the highway and you're like, wow, that car nice, that car nice. And you only on the left side, right? So you on the left side of the car, whatever, you see the car, it's nice. By chance, you end up on the right side and when you get to the right side, you see that the front door don't match the car and it's riding on a donut on a passenger side wheel. It's a donut there. That ruins the whole car because from one side, it looks good, it's shining, it's glistening, it's wax. What looks amazing? You would want to be in the car. But then when you get to the other side, you see the door don't match the car and it got a donut. So now you in a position to be like, do I still want to ride the car? Like, do I still, you know what I mean? Do I still feel the same way about the car? Or is the car jacked up? You probably gonna say the car is jacked up and you're gonna be like, oh, that person should get that fixed. That's the same thing. So if we're using that analogy, that's the same thing that we're currently facing with black women that I think is really important to acknowledge and to first take a look at. We're dealing with that right now. We're in a place where if we wanna say, you know, 60% of us are doing good. We got our head on our shoulders. We're making it happen. You know, we know how to love. We know how to rest in our femininity. Like we, we got it going together. It's, it's all right. 60% of us got it going good. 5% of us, eh, we don't really care. But it's that 35% that is busted up. We can't ignore that 35% and just say, well, the 60% of us are doing good. Because the thing that happens is that 35 starts to grow or that 35 starts to leave an impression on other people and other generations. So if we have that 35% and that 35% is what's being glorified, what's being glamorized, what's being put in the media, what's being put on TV shows, on movies, talked about in songs, like if that's what the 35% is, you know, then we need to work on that because all that means is that we're raising a generation that believes it's okay to behave like they're on a reality TV show. And we see that a lot. And a lot of people say, well, I can't believe these kids are so violent or these kids, you know, do X, Y, and Z, or they, you know, like they just are shocked, right? Or like you may see a kid who's 17 and it could be a young woman, 17, and you see her pictures and you're like, baby girl look 29. She looks 29 because she spent from 12 to 15, 12 to 16 years old watching just women online, women on TV. So when she got to 17 and her mom said, yeah, you can go and get your hair and nails done. She went and did it up like she was 29. She missed the gap of seeing women age kind of gracefully, I guess you could say, like the impression has changed. Whereas like where you had a different world or you had sister, sister, one-on-one, um, Moesha, like you had all these shows where you got that teenage aspect. Now the teenagers are behaving like they're 21. It's just a fact. And then the women, it's so crazy because like Forever 21 is a store, but like that's literally where we are. You have the women who are 35 plus behaving like they're 21. You have the 17-year-olds behaving like they're 21. And it's all in the 35%. And it's like, 
we got to address that first. I think a lot of people want to like gloss over that and just act like that group of women amongst us doesn't exist, but it does exist. And when someone highlights it or when someone pinpoints that 35% in us, we can't disagree with it and run away from it. We got to say, okay, how can I do better? That's the whole point of Black and Classic. And that's what really made me think about it was like, okay, I did the last episode. We talked about Kevin Samuels. I got a lot of different opinions. Um, Thank you guys. And then I ran across, you know, T.S. Madison and her perspective. And I was like, see, this is the thing. People see it. People see it, but nobody wants to address it. It's like a taboo thing where like we see it, but it kind of feels far away but it's really not, you know what I mean? Even in the essence of I'm seeing people at a rapid rate, I feel like maybe, I don't know if it was 2020 that did it because everybody just had to be home, but the amount of people that are showing their BBLs and I'm just like, girl, what? Again, I told you, I have no problem with surgery. I'm just like, What influenced you? Like, what left an impression in your mind that you had to go do that? You know what I mean? I know a lot of people, me included, will say, you know, do what makes you feel comfortable, but we just have to question what what impression are we leaving on ourselves? You know what I mean? Like, my first impression of a Black woman that lasted again, I reference it all the time, was the Cosby show. It was just something so elegant, you know what I mean? And poised about Claire that just stuck with me. Like it just stuck with me. I don't know how to explain it. It just stuck with me. So I kind of feel sad for the younger generation where it's like they turn on their TV and they have to see, I don't even, I mean, Personally, I don't really watch reality television, so I can't really tell you who's on reality television, but they have to turn on their TV and they see the reality stars or they open their phone and they scroll Instagram and it's just like they sit on the shade room all day and they're in the shade room comments and it's just like, oh my God, where are we headed? Like, like as a community, as Black women, where are we headed I just feel like the whole thing messed up. I know some of us, we feel high and mighty because we sit in the 60% and we think we got it together. But if our sister is down bad, then we all down bad. Like we have to be able to step up and help each other so that we can, again, like I always say, rise as a community. I just can't believe that I feel like no one else sees it but me. I feel like someone else has to notice it. It can't just be me. Sometimes I feel like it is because, well, again, I can't say that because I I don't know. But sometimes I do feel like it's just me that sees it. And that's why I'm also thankful for, you know, doing Black and Classic podcasts because I feel as though I just want to open people's eyes to be like, hey, there's this thing going on amongst Black women, and we need to help each other out. We can't feel like just because we got it together that we don't have to help out our sister. We do. We are responsible for each other. 
we are responsible for how other people treat us and how we treat each other. Like that's our responsibility. So if someone is falling off, it is up to us to help them, not just watch them and say, oh, they'll get it together. They're just doing them. No, 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 no. I don't think that's okay. I feel like that's where we've come. I feel like if you have, you know, younger people around you, especially younger black girls, take the initiative to step into their lives and guide them, point them in the right direction. Maybe you personally don't have all the answers, but you know someone or you may know a figure online or in your real life that you go to and they can go and talk to that person to kind of get sound advice. So they're not getting advice from memes. Do you know how many girls are getting advice in life? Um, Like just figuring out life from memes and from the internet. Like there's real people you can talk to. There's real people doing real things who have wise things to say and to impart on you and to give you lessons and things like that. Point them in the right direction. Don't just let them kind of wander around thinking that they can get these answers from the media or from, when I say the media, I mean music, television, movies, things like that. Like that's not the case anymore. Uh, Again, like I said, with the 23, 24 to 29, 30-year-olds, we might have, could have gotten away. We could, you know, we just barely got away. But I don't think this generation can get away. And that, like I said, that really saddens me because I just feel like, <sighs> where are we headed? Like, that's just all I can keep. You know, like that might literally be the title of this episode if you're watching it and you see it, where are we headed? That's really, that's all I can come up with is where are we headed? Like Jocelyn was on the Wendy Williams show upset that Wendy, I guess, you know, um, she did some over the top things, clearly to get a reaction out of Jocelyn, to get her riled up and things like that. Like, okay. But also Jocelyn, you have a show on Zeus Network about strippers and in every like preview trailer little Instagram clip the women are just fighting each other jumping over security guards saying how they're gonna beat up this one one woman I saw a clip um I was actually watching someone else's video on YouTube and they posted it where they said this woman was like oh I have a sugar daddy but I'm homeless and I live in my car And it was what like you can't be upset when someone like runs the same game that you're running. Like you're exploiting these women who already do something strange for a piece of change. I wouldn't say stripping is strange, you know, strange for a piece of change, but it's just like don't extort. I mean, not extort, (laughs) exploit them anymore. If you if you have this opportunity to create this show about sex workers, then you need to do it in a positive light and make sure that you go into these meetings and say, look, I'm doing this in a positive light. I'm not having these girls fight. Of course, that's the underbelly of this 
occupation, but that doesn't need to be what I put on the front, you know what I mean? The front street, like you can have those undertones without making it every single episode, every single clip so that that's what people are attracted to. You know what I mean? Because people love to glamorize being a stripper and you make money and you got the nice cars and you got the hair and the nails. But like, let's talk about the girls who do it because they're a nurse and you know what I mean? Granted, I've never seen the show, so maybe that's what it's about. But I would never know based on the preview, based on the trailer, I would have no idea. And then you have someone like T.S. Madison, who, yes, she's a transsexual. Maybe that's not your thing. But her show was so positive. It was so uplifting. It was like watching just like your regular, regular family just live their life. You know what I mean? And you didn't feel like, like when the show ended, you didn't feel like heavy. You felt light. You felt like, oh, okay, cool. Like I just watched something really fun. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of these shows, we're just in a place where it's like the shows are going to get crazier and crazier and it's just not going to be, it's, it's not going to be cool. And people think I'm crazy because I said like, I most likely probably have one TV in my house, maybe two at the max. That would be it. I'm not going to have a TV in every single bedroom, a TV in the kitchen, TV in the refrigerator. Like, that's crazy crazy to me. And it's only crazy to me because it's like, again, what impressions are you getting from this media? What impressions are you getting for your Black children? Like, what are they, you know what I mean? And then sometimes these impressions last so long, but then when someone calls it out, like Kevin Samuels, and they call it out by talking to the same women that watch these kind of things, that enjoy these kind of things, it's like, oh, he's the bad guy. Is he... Or is he just calling out what you want to ignore and what you refuse to acknowledge? I think that's where it is. Is everything that he's acknowledging, you kind of want to sweep under the rug or you want to overlook it. Like at least once, like I said in that analogy, at least one side of the car looks good, right? The other side is busted, toe up, but the other side looks good. So we keep rolling, (laughs) No, baby. Messed up is messed up. And that's just where we are. And I feel crazy to think that. (sighs) Because, okay, I don't want to laugh while I'm saying this, but like, Jocelyn was upset. Feel you. You're upset. You don't want to be made a fool of. But then you go and you do the same thing. Just like, okay, another point before I go and let you guys go and enjoy your Saturday. If you're doing anything like me, you're probably cleaning. That's my favorite Saturday morning thing I like to do. I like to clean. I don't know why. I wake up and I'm like, let's clean. But anyways, Jocelyn had the same issue with like Mona Scott. Granted, again, I've never seen her show, but from the clips, it's giving me very much Mona Scott production. So she had these issues with Mona Scott and, oh, they want to make her out the bad guy and they don't want to do anything positive and they only want to show the bad stuff. And then you create a show and do the same thing. And then when you go on Wendy's show, she treat you like it's a Mona Scott production and you react like it's a Mona Scott production. I don't understand. Again, my question to you, what was your first impression of a Black woman and how long did that impression last on you? There's girls 
growing up and their first impression are the IG models, the IG baddies, and they think that's what a Black woman is. And that's scary. Like they think in order to be the ideal Black woman, you got to have a BBL, you got to have the 40 inch hair, the long nails, like that's what they think. There's no in their in their mind i i would assume there's no duality there's no like um layers to a black woman it's kind of skewed to just be what they see on social media and that sucks that's where we are as a place is that sucks not to mention that we can't really rest and being feminine that might be my next episode but we can't rest in being feminine and just being a soft woman you know what i mean like Oh, child, it's layers, okay? But that's just what I wanted to touch on. I wanted, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I wanted to sit down, talk to you guys, and get that off my chest. Because if you do, I want to reiterate this. If you have young Black girls in your life, you need to become a positive fixture in their life, one that they don't see, you know, on TV, one that they don't see, um, in the movies, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, you need to be that figure for them. Everyone wants to run away from being a role model, like anytime. And I mean, granted, celebrities aren't role models. That's something that people need to do in their own life. Um, but I just feel like nobody wants to take on the role of being like, hey, let's get our Black girls in line. Let's get our Black women in line. Let's pull together and create a stronger community. So when someone takes a look at us as a whole, we are strong and put together. You know what I mean? Like there's no part of us that's messed up and busted up and broke down and toe up. No, we are together and we are strong together. That's important. And it's sad to see that people don't realize that because one, a lot of people are out here for money. A lot of people are out here for greed. A lot of people know that there's a way to make a quick buck if they get their BBL or if they do, you know, really wild and raunchy things, they know that they could get money. A lot of girls, like, I know I mentioned this a long, 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 long time ago, but there's women who oh god what is his name that's why i call him baby blue what's the boy name with the tattoo on his face with the blue what's his name blue face had to think of a song there's women and they're not all black women but there's women who are staying in this man's house and like getting a teeth knocked out they all sleeping with him fighting each other just living crazy and they think that they're on tv and it's like what television show are you on besides i don't know if he's doing it for like only fans i think it's only fans i don't really know but it's like they feel like they're really like reality stars and i promise you no one knows who you are except when like a random clip goes viral and it's viral for like two days and then it's over like mom you have mom <laughs> Mama, you have no claim to fame. And this is just happening over and over and over again. The girls want to go viral. They want to do the things, the things. And it's just like, child, we're all the big mamas. 
Where the grandmamas? Crazy things, the grandmamas getting younger. Mm, you know what? I'ma go. I'ma just I'ma just lead out with y'all. And as I say, do with that what you will. But over here at Black and Classic, we are working to create a better first impression. So as we start to have children and raise children, you know what I mean? You may have a three-year-old, a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, however old your baby is, we want to be able to mold and shape them on some positive images, not images of the ratchet, crazy nonsense. We don't need that no more. That's what I'll be trying to tell y'all. Boycott these reality shows. If you want to see a difference amongst <laughs> black people, boycott these reality shows because the men is behaving like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go because I'm going to get on another tangent and we're not here for that today. So as always, thank you so much for listening. Give me your opinion. Send me a DM. Let me know. Tell me how you feel feel and we can chat and we can talk other than that i will be seeing you guys on wednesday when we do round of applause and we show up and show out for black excellence other than that yeah i ain't got nothing bye